Welcome to another episode of Great Since 68 Podcast. This is the independent podcast brought to you by the Damson Park Dames website. And I'm Craig Hadley and I'm joined by my new co-host, Chris Pugh. Chris, how are you? Good evening, Craig. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, not bad, thank you. So we'll swiftly move into the first segment of today's show and we'll be looking back at the game against Everton. In the Everton game, we had obviously a 2-1 victory for Birmingham City. First half goals from Ellen White and Charlie Wellings gave Blues the win. Unfortunately for us, Anne-Catherine Berger, our goalkeeper, was taken off injured at half-time. Time of recording, we don't know how bad it was. Berger was replaced by Fran Stenson, a 16-year-old. Debut for Birmingham, the uh, senior squad. Everton scored shortly after the break. Chloe Kelly with her first goal for the club. And then, obviously, there was a few substitutions as well. Wellings went off late on for Abby Lee Stringer, who Mark Skinner brought on to uh, shore up the midfield. And the sponsor's player of the match was Aoife Mannion. Following Birmingham City's first win of the season, we spoke to manager Mark Skinner, who believes there's still more to come from the side. I thought that first half we were OK. Um, I'm not going to go any more than that. I don't think we hit, I'd said at halftime, I don't think we hit third gear. We were in second gear and although it looked OK, for my standards it's nowhere near. Um, second half I thought Everton, fair play to them, had to come out. They were 2-0 down. Um, we should have put them out of sight first half to be honest and then they've come out they've pressed us higher we've been too slow to react to that the the cliche game of two halves Fran coming on obviously it was a big moment for her obviously it wasn't in the circumstances you would have wanted she obviously played quite well she got grew into the game as she did after, after the goal I'm really privileged at Birmingham to have a real good goalkeeping unit I've got Sophie Baglu sat behind me over there and she's on a loan at Bristol and then we've got the two kids and they're England internationals at youth team level but you know, special mention to Fran today. 16-year-old kid coming into that game at that stage. And and you know what? I thought she was she was excellent. You can't measure the psychology asked of her at that point. Uh, I'll take my hat off to her. Debuts as well for Hayley Ladd. How do you think uh, she's done since she signed? Well, I think there was a, a debut for Lucy as well. And I think both of them were, were very good. Hayley, for me, was like my player of the match. I thought she was excellent. But that's why I signed her because I looked at the quality she has. She can play in many different positions. But again, Lucy was really direct, and, and she's raw at the minute, Lucy. But once I've refined her, she'll be really deadly too. Alan White got on the goal sheet again today, and uh, Charlie got herself one. We've scored four goals in the first two games. Are you happy with that so far? I am. I'm happier than we were last year, because, look, you've got to score goals. The thing that will um, separate the team this year is obviously how many goals you don't concede but you've got to score goals to win the games and before Birmingham have been a team that looked to sit and counter-attack and hope to get a goal we've got to turn that mentality around so we look to get goals but keep clean sheets and barring a mistake today you know we've done really well at that. That was Mark Skinner with his thoughts on the game. Uh, Chris what did you think of what Mark Skinner had to say? Yeah, I think he's bang on. I thought, if anything, he's a little bit overcritical on the first half. I thought first half was very good. I thought we started the game pretty quickly. We were we were moving the ball around quickly. The movement off the ball was good. From you know the likes of Ellen White up front, Hayley Ladd in midfield making her debut. I think Mark mentioned she was his man of the match, and I'd probably agree with that. I thought the way she composed on the ball and and she got the attacks flowing pretty quickly. I think she'll be a very exciting player to watch. As a fan, I was watching it and I was I was pretty happy with the first half. Obviously, second half, the worst thing you could have asked for was to concede an early goal and poor Fran, you know, coming on for Anne at half-time and then two minutes in, she's picking the ball out of her net. It's not an ideal start for her, but she really grew into the game. Like you said to Mark in the interview, she 
she made a couple of good saves in the next five or ten minutes and, and that sort of built her confidence up, I think. And, and she made, in the end, she made three or four good saves in the game. So she should be happy to, with her debut as well. Yeah, I would agree. Fran obviously grew into the game, as you say. She made some good saves towards the end. Also reference uh, Paige Williams, who was phenomenal towards the end, bringing in some last-ditch challenges. Do you agree? Yeah, that one in particular, the one, I think it was in injury time, and it looked for all the world like the Everton striker was going to get a shot away. And then Paige come from nowhere, really. So 100% agree with you. It was... It showed a lot of great fitness and, and a lot of determination that she was determined that that ball wasn't going wasn't going in the net and she did really well to get back to that one. Absolutely. And uh, of course, you also mentioned Hayley Ladd, who obviously made her debut. I also had the chance to speak to her after the game and this is what she had to say, the former Bristol captain, and this is her. I'm really delighted to have made my debut, especially at home. Um, makes it a little bit more special when, to top it all off, we got the three points. I think first off, we did okay. We controlled most of the possession, but we still weren't kicking on to where we can be and where we should be. And then second half, the goal, and I think they were obviously hungry coming out of the changing rooms and, yeah, disgruntled us a little bit and we should have been a little bit better, but got the three points, so that's all that matters. Thanks to Hayley Ladd for that. Uh, Chris, any thoughts on what you had to say? I first saw Hayley Ladd about six or seven years ago when she was at Coventry and I come out of the game that day thinking that's a real player there that Coventry have got and then I've seen her a couple of times after that playing for Bristol when we've played them and things and when Bristol have been on the telly she's always impressed me I think she's exactly what we need in that midfield someone who's calm on the ball who you know has seems to have a lot of time on the ball as well she can look up and and pick a pass out and she got the attacks moving pretty quickly as well which you know sometimes you can you can have control and and be in possession in midfield but you're not really going anywhere but she got the ball moving quicker bringing Lucy Quinn and Jess Carter was on the left hand side in the first half and she was bringing both of those into play quite a lot massively impressed with her debut and really looking forward to seeing what she can bring for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's it's obviously a a real big coup for Mark Skinner to bring her in, considering she was the Bristol captain last season. Yeah, we haven't had to pay a fee for her, and I'm sure that we wouldn't have been the only WSL club in for her. So it's kudos to Mark that he's got the whereabouts, that he knows that there's a player like Hayley Ladd out there, and he's got the ability and, and the confidence to after chatting with her, to make her believe that this is the place for her to progress her football, and it's brilliant that she's at Blues, definitely. Absolutely. And obviously Mark is uh, looking to play players in multiple positions. He's trying to play a very uh, fluid style this season. And with the likes of Jess Carter and Aoife Mannion in the first game against Arsenal, he's definitely looking to transition players to play also midfield and defence. And it's obviously good that Hayley can play both of those positions as well. Yeah, I think it's that in-game management, to be honest, Craig. Jess Carter started the game sort of left wing, really, with Lucy Quinn on the right wing. I know Lucy Quinn can play most positions on the pitch as well, but like you say, Hayley can play that midfield role or she's played centre-back. Jess Carter can play anywhere along the back or anywhere along the midfield. Aoife, during the Arsenal game, Aoife moved into a defensive midfield position in the last 20 minutes. So you're, you're right, there is that. You know, Players have their preferred position, but if it's not quite going right in the game, there is that opportunity to mix it up without having to use subs because these players are fluid and they can move around. Absolutely. Any other thoughts on the game? There was that uh, great moment by Aoife Mannion uh, when she took on pretty much like three players, wasn't it? She just 
Absolutely. With one turn, I think it was, yeah. She's got that in a lock, you know, like you say, a centre-half by trade, but she's really good on the ball. And a couple of times she was more than happy to bring it out and try and get into midfield and get us going from there, a bit like Emily Westwood did a couple of times as well. That's the benefit that having ball-playing defenders can give you. They're happy to be on the ball, they're, they're comfortable in possession, and they can get into different areas that other teams won't expect them to get to. Also, before we leave the Everton game, of course, we've got to have special mentions for the goal scorers. Ellen White with her third of the season and Charlie Wellings with her first of the season, her first since that goal at Wembley. Yeah, I, I was pleased for Charlie as well because obviously with, with Ellie Brazil moving on in the summer, there's a little bit more pressure on. She's almost going to be that second striker now alongside Ellen. So for her to get off the mark in her first start of the season was a big plus for her. I thought her movement was good, but I think Ellen White has shown she's on a different level to quite a lot of strikers in this league at the moment. Her movement, dropping deep to collect the ball, bringing players into the game, in the right place to take her goal from the corner and setting up Charlie with the second goal as well. First touch was excellent. Her movement to get behind the defence and, and Paige put a lovely ball through to her and the awareness not to just snatch at the shot, but knowing that there was two players in the area obviously fell beautifully for Charlie to slot home as well. So yeah, Ellen started the season really, really well. Yeah, it's phenomenal how well she started the season. Obviously, she had that uh, great pre-season where she scored I can't even remember how many goals. It was it was beginning to look stupid when I came back. Yeah, looking at plenty, that yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, with the way she started the scoring, you wouldn't bet against her trying to break Rachel's record from like about three or four seasons ago when she was here herself. Absolutely. If she stays fit, you'd imagine that she'd play the vast majority of the games, especially the league games. And if she's in this form all the way through the season, then it's, it's great news for Blues and it's great news for England as well having a striker in the form that she's in absolutely okay we're going to move on now to the loan watch this is a segment that i've brought to the damson park dames website where we look at the players who are currently on loan from the blues and chris has special interest in one of the players that i'm going to be talking about the three in particular we're going to be looking at today are chloe peplo who's gone to doncaster bells coral jade haynes who's playing at spurs at the moment and sophie bagley who of course is on loan at bristol city We'll start with Chloe Peplo, who got another assist for Doncaster Bells this week after getting one in her first game. It was a 2-2 draw at Millwall, and it was another assist for Chloe. So what did you think, Chris? I'm absolutely delighted that Chloe's playing regular football. You know, she's a bit like Hayley Ladd. She's someone that, since she broke into the Blues team, she seems to have that confidence to take possession of the football and, and be more than happy to be in possession of it. And she can get things going and she brings other players into the game. I'd have obviously loved it to have been at Blues, but, you know, for her to get regular first-team football at Doncaster is a real plus for her development with, um, I think, the England under-20s have got their World Cup in France next next year so you know she needs to be playing regular first team football and I'm delighted that she's getting it it's no surprise to me especially at WSL 2 level that she's creating goals for her teammates absolutely and it was uh, from a free kick that led to a uh, volley goal Obviously, with the likes of, we've got like Paige and a few others who are good at set pieces. It's obviously good Hayley, to see that... Hayley Ladd took some good corners on Saturday as well from the right-hand side, yeah. Of course. So, obviously, we've got the, the future looks bright with our set piece taking going forward. Obviously, with Chloe taking free kicks as well for Doncaster. Yeah, absolutely. You know, she'll struggle to get it off Paige and Hayley, to be fair, because obviously the first goal come from Paige's corner, but the whip that she got onto some of her corners in the first half especially was, was really troubling the keeper. And Hayley Ladd has put a couple of good deliveries in as well. So, 
Yeah, but I'm sure, like you say, playing the important thing for people like Chloe at her age is is just getting regular first team football, and and she'll develop and she'll grow as a player. Yep, that's it. That's very true. Moving on to uh, Coral Jade Haynes. Obviously, she got her first goal for Spurs this week in a 2-0 victory over Aston Villa, our local rivals. What did you think, Chris? Obviously, she had that uh, the uh, the moment of the season last year for the Blues in the uh, the goal to beat Liverpool in the cup. Again, very similar, really. A bit more so, really, for Coral, I think, because she's had a really tough time in the last year and a bit with, with niggly injuries that just won't go away. And she's missed a month here and a month there, I think. And for her to get regular football as well, it, it's a good move from Mark to to let these girls go out on loan uh, and, and get regular first-team football. And Coral's a, a really skillful player and, and she's got goals in abundance in her. So, yeah, delighted to see her off the mark, uh, obviously, especially against the Villa as well. Indeed. I think given that she's going to get more playtime, obviously she only came on a sub in the first game. But since she started, she's going to be playing regularly now, especially if she keeps getting in the goals. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, it, it's understandable that they didn't want to rush her in. Like I said, she has had some nasty injuries, you know, that have been plaguing her the last year and a bit. So ease her in, make sure make sure that her fitness is, is all there 100% and, and she'll be flying in that league, I've no doubt. Indeed. And uh, of course, Sophie Bagley, our uh, first choice goalkeeper before uh, Anne Katrin Berger, um, absolutely dominated the position like last season. Sophie Bagley got a clean sheet this week against Yeovil Town in a 1-0 victory for Bristol City. Obviously, coming off the back of a 6-0 drumming by uh, Chelsea the week before, it's obviously a good uh, turn of fortune, and she's obviously played well this week, Chris. Yeah, she showed a lot of character, I think, because you know, a young keeper like her getting beat 6-0 by Chelsea, it could, it could damage the confidence of a keeper. But, you know, even in the Chelsea game, even though she conceded six, she, she probably could have kept it from being double figures. She made three or four excellent saves as well. So, and then to come back a week later and keep a clean sheet against Yeovil is, you know, is testament to her character and her ability as well. She was up there, she was watching the Everton game on Sunday and, and we had a quick chat and she, she was saying that obviously Chelsea are that step above. The Oval game was a big one for Bristol in where they want to be. So for her to keep a clean sheet there is, is really positive for her and Bristol's season. Exactly. And if you want more information about the Lone Watch, the article comes out every Wednesday. Look for damsandparkdames.co.uk for more information on that. Into the news now then, Chris. And today it was announced that Connie Schofield has been selected for the under-19s England squad for their European qualifier against Kazakhstan. The 18-year-old has played four times for the under-17 team in the World Cup again in uh, Jordan in 2016. England were eventually knocked out by the finalists Japan in the quarterfinals. What are your thoughts on Connie's call-up, Chris? It's not a surprise you mentioned the under-17s. She was a mainstay in that squad. So now she's progressing up to the under-19s. It's no surprise that she's in that squad. Good luck to her. I wish her really well. Hopefully you see her in a couple of the Continental Cup games, maybe, and see her progress as well with the likes of so many others that have come through Blues. Let's hope so, because I haven't really seen Connie Schofield play uh, that much, so I'd look forward to see her in the future. Going to go briefly over the other games this weekend, Chris, in the WSL. Obviously, Friday night it was Reading getting a 3-0 victory against Liverpool. Did you see any of the highlights of that one? And what did you think? Yeah, I saw a few, I saw a bit of that, and I think at first I was surprised when you when you see the result. You know, Liverpool are quite strong normally at home, but when you look at that Reading squad on paper, it is up there. Maybe not the top two, but you know, arguably everybody else in the league. So maybe we shouldn't be that surprised about it. Obviously, taking the lead through Farah's goal, which was an absolute worldie 
we, we've seen her do that on more than one occasion in her career. So that that gave them a good start. And then they seem to be able to hit Liverpool on the counter, especially for the third goal. A disappointing start for them losing at home to Sunderland. But then to, to come back, bounce back and win a 3-0 away at Liverpool is pretty impressive. So we've got to play them next week, obviously. So we'll have to be wary of them. Uh, the other games, of course, we briefly mentioned Bristol City getting the 1-0 victory over Yeovil Town. In the other two games on Saturday, it was Manchester City 5, Arsenal 2, and Sunderland 0, Chelsea 6. What do you think of the uh, front runners at the moment, Chris? Man City and Chelsea obviously dominating their games so far. Chelsea with two 6-0 wins. They won the Spring Series as well. So you have to say in the last 12 months or so, they really have been the team to stand out. I think for me, they were the best team to come to Blues last season. I think they're really strong favourites. You know, City have obviously lost Lucy Bronze, lost Tony Duggan. They've brought in a couple of others. I think Nadia Nadim's coming in as well in December. So they'll be there or thereabouts. I would see it between them two now. I think Arsenal defensively have got have got issues they need to solve. They can have all the attacking talent in the world, but if they're conceding five every week, then they're going to be struggling. Yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, Man City haven't got the depth, but they've got so much talent in that first starting eleven that they're going to blow away teams a lot in the, this season. Arsenal, as you mentioned, the defensive frailties that they're playing midfielders in defence, which is which isn't really helping them. And obviously, yeah, Chelsea, they've got so much depth in that squad, especially in attack. You've got like they've got like players like Crystal Dunn, who's not even getting in the squad at the moment. You've got so much talent there. It's going to be interesting to see how we get on when we play them. But moving on, then we're going to go on to the Reading game, which is obviously on Sunday, which we're playing away at Adams Park on the 8th of October at 2 p.m. The Blues' last meeting with Reading was back in May, which ended in a one-all draw. Former Blues player Joe Potter saw Red in that game. Chris, can you remember that game? I do, yeah. It was lively. I went down to that one. It was fractious from the off. With so many ex-Blues players playing for Reading, I think there is a little bit of needle between the teams. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it was similar again. Tackles flying in. Obviously, both of us are going into the game with a bit of confidence on the back of wins. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. Hopefully, we come out on top. Yep. Obviously, uh, Kelly Chambers' side have brought in veteran midfielder Farrell Williams, who you mentioned scored that absolute cracker of a goal against Liverpool on Friday uh, this summer. They've also extended the contract of Jade Moore. That's obviously a big plus for the team. Yeah, it's massive. I think I'm really surprised that they've managed to hold on to her. I think she's a top two player easily in this division, even French League or American League. I think she's at that level. To have her in their squad is a massive boost, especially along the lines of Joe and, and Remy and Farrah as well. They've got a really strong midfield. Of course, as you mentioned, plenty of former Blues players in the squad. Joe Potter, Jade Moore, Remy Allen, Kirsty Lonette and Mary Earps. Uh, Chris, who do you think is the main player to look out for Reading? You've obviously mentioned Jade Moore. Is that the one you think uh, is going to be the most dangerous player on Sunday? I think Jade has the capabilities to control the game and, and to break up play really well and, and get their team going. I also think Kirsty Lynette is, is an underrated striker. I think fitness has been such a problem for her. You know, horrible injuries, three or four really horrible injuries in such a young career. If she can get regular game time, I've no doubt that she'll be scoring goals as well. So we've certainly got to look out for her as well. Very good insight there, Chris. Going into the game then, what is your prediction? I'm going to go for a narrow 1-0 victory. I think the first goal is important. If we get the first goal, then we've got the ability to hit them on the counter. So I will say we'll get the first goal and we'll win 3-1. I'm looking forward to that if you're correct, Chris, with that one. And mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, uh, I'd like to thank Chris for uh, joining me this week and hopefully you can join me going forward. Chris, uh, how can they follow you on Twitter and the like? Yeah, so at Twitter I am um, at AWCAIB. Come and, come and check out my tweets on there. M- most Blues games, so I'll be tweeting about Blues ladies. I'm, I'm glad you said that, Chris, because I wouldn't be able to remember the letters in your Twitter account. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can follow me at Craig Hadley. That's C-R-A-I-G. Hadley, H-A-D-L-E-E. You can also find more information on our website, damsonparkdames.co.uk. And on Twitter, you can follow Damson Park Dames or great since 68 for the latest podcast releases and uh, bonus content and thank you very much for joining me chris and we will see everyone next week pleasure see you soon